This is Pastor Eric Love. I want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. God told Joshua that if he meditated on the word and obeyed it, that he would make his way prosperous and that he would have good success. My prayer is that as you meditate on this word that you're about to hear and apply it to your life, that you too will find good success. Blessings on you and enjoy this word from the Lord. Wednesday night, we um, um, actually it was it was all Chalk's fault. He started um, on on uh, a single Sunday. We started single Sunday, and uh, since then, uh, God has just 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 kind of had just kind of purposed in my heart to reach out to um, the singles, those who are are singled and saved and, and working, and for those of you who who are married, Amen. Uh, we just I know that you have some single friends. There's some friends in your life. Uh, that you can minister minister these words to. And I encourage you guys to go back and to do that. Amen. And whenever the word of God is being taught, whenever the word of God is being taught, um, just prepare your hearts to receive what God is saying to you. Amen. Because God has a word in this house for you. Glory to God. Say this with me. Say, the word of God that I need is in this house tonight. You got to believe that by faith. The word of God that you need is in this house tonight. Glory to God. Now, some of you already missed your opportunity to worship. So hopefully you get it in the word. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, so I thank God for all of you guys turning us out this time to come. Uh, in the next few minutes, I, I want to I want to dive back into the 10 rules of dating. I, I told you guys that I read a book uh, from Dr. R.A. Vernon. I read this book several years ago, actually. And uh, because I was we were doing some some youth, min- excuse me, some some um, singles ministry. And I wanted to just kind of freshen up and just kind of see what was going on in the world um, and just kind of get some some wisdom that I could share with singles, those who are singled and saved, and you, you're trying to make it through it. Amen? Uh, because the reality is, is that growing up, I know for me, nobody taught me how to date. I didn't know how to date. Amen? Nobody taught me what dating was for. I just thought you find a girlfriend and y'all just stayed together until you broke up. I mean, I, you know what I'm talking about? You just stayed together until one of y'all did something stupid. And the other person couldn't deal with it any longer. So you just, you just, yeah, you just dated until... You just couldn't stand each other anymore. Then you broke up and then you found somebody else and you did the exact same thing. And you just stayed with them until you, until you broke up. And that's it. And so a lot of singles are going through that, going through that same thing. A lot of singles are wrestling with that, that same thing. A lot of uh, Christian singles are, are making mistakes because the church, the, the ecclesia, the body of Christ at large, has not done a good job of preparing singles um, for this whole, to navigate this whole dating scene. Amen. Because dating now is different. It's different. Dating now means we move in for a little while. Come on, y'all. Yeah, I see. Just look at me straight. Just keep looking straight ahead. Amen. It means we, yeah, you know, that, that, that's, that, that's, that's, that's kind of where, that's kind of where the scene has gone, that, that we try everything now before we get married. Let's just, let's try it. Let's try bathing suits and let's try naked for a little while. Let's try walking around the house. Let's try sleeping in the same bed. Let's just try everything. Let's try buying some furniture together and, and we're not married amen so so that that's just that's just kind of where where the dating scene has has gone but it, but it but it shouldn't be it shouldn't be named amongst us in the ministry and the church amen 
Glory to God. And so God has some, some wisdom. Um, there, there's no scripture that speaks specifically to dating uh, in God's word, but there's a lot of principle that we find in God's word. Listen, go to Philippians chapter 4. This is our theme scripture that we used this past Wednesday. Philippians chapter 4. Look at verse number 11. Philippians chapter 4. And thank God for our praise and worship team. Didn't they do a great job tonight? Amen. Amari came and Cameron, they jumped in there. And amen. So, amen. Thank, thank God. Thank God for all of them. Even Robert. Amen. I heard him over there working that guitar. So thank God. Thank God for all of them. Amen. And, and then Lakeisha, I, I asked her today to put together uh, the praise and worship team. Norman is out of town. Miss Ann is out of town. So um, she did a great job putting them together. Amen. Even got Tasha up there singing. That's what I'm talking about. You better sing, Tasha. Amen. Philippians chapter 4. Look at verse number 11. And this is a word to all of us, but uh, even more so to the singles that are in the room. Uh, Paul said, not that I speak in regard to need. He says, for I have learned in whatever state I am, in whatever state I am, to be content. In other words, if you're single, learn to be content. Now watch this. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that, that, that that's where you want to be forever. It just means that that's where I am and I'm going to be content there. Amen. It means that I'm not going to be anxious. I'm not going to be in a, in a hurry to get married. The worst thing you do is be in a hurry to get married. Glory to God. You make mistakes when you get in a hurry. Uh, but he said, be content. If you're married, be content. Be content with the wife or the husband that you have. Learn just, he said, I've learned in whatever state I'm in to be content. He said, I know how to be a base. I know how to be a bound. Everywhere and in all things, I've learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Look at verse number 13. You guys heard me say this last week. What did he say? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And some of you need to hear that. You need to know that, that you can do all things. Now watch this. Now watch this. Understand this. Understand this. That, that, that God is not saying that you figure out something you want to do and then do it in my name. God is saying, listen to what I lead you to do. Do that in my name and you can do that because I'm going to give you the strength to do the thing that I told you to do. God's going to give you the strength to do the thing that, watch this, uh, um, 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 God said, we, 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 we quote the scripture where that God will give you desires of your heart. But watch this, the Bible says that the desires of a heart, the man's heart is wicked. Glory to God. So, so here's what that, here's what that, the way that scripture should read. Instead of it saying God will give us the desires of our heart, here's what it should say. God will give our heart what to desire. So when God gives your heart what to desire, if you desire what God has placed in your heart, then you can do that with the strength that God gives you. Are y'all picking up what I'm putting down? Amen. So in other words, in other words, you can't go say, I'm going to go start a nightclub and I can do it because God's going to give me the strength. Are y'all picking up what I'm, y'all get, y'all get what I'm saying? So in other words, in other words, you, you can't, you can't say that I'm going to operate in carnality and expect God to bless me spiritually when I'm operating in carnality. Hallelujah. In other words, in other words, you, you, you can't say that, 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 that I'm going to go lay down with somebody and we just going to lay in the bed and we just going to snuggle and, uh, and, and we're not going to, we're not going to have sex because God's going to give me the strength not to. Use a fool. Now, are, are you understanding? So, so, so in, other word, in other words, what I'm saying is, is that, is that we, we cannot pervert the scripture to fit our own sinful nature. That, that's all I'm saying. So you, 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 can't, you can't pervert the scripture. So he's saying that I, I, I can do all things through Christ. See, many people miss the through Christ. That there are some things that we're not doing through Christ. There's some things we're doing through flesh. Or like my grandmama say, through the flesh. <laughs> some, some things we're, do, we're, doing, we're doing through the flesh. But God said, if you do it through me, I'll give you the strength to do it. 
In other words, if you make it up in your heart that, that you want to, that, that you want to, uh, to, to, to save yourself until you get married, well, you can do that as long as you do it through Christ. Amen. You can do that. If, if you, maybe, maybe you've been having sex, you make it up in your mind, you say, you know what? I've been having sex. I've made some mistakes, but guess what? Guess what? I don't want to do that anymore. Be- because you're dedicating the area of your life to Christ and you're doing it through Christ, God will give you the strength that you need. And God, and watch this, check this out. And the cool part about God is, is whenever you're in, a, you're in a compromise situation, whenever you're in a compromise situation, watch this, God will always, every temptation, God said, temptation has to bring something with it. He said, with every temptation, I will make, I will prepare also a way for you to escape that you may be able to bear it. Glory to God. So in every temptation that you receive, God is always going to give you a way to escape. The problem is, is that when the door opens, we don't walk through it. God's always going to give you a way out. He's always going to give you a way to escape. The, the phone's going to ring, a bird flying to the window, uh, the, a knock at the door. It's always going to be something that, that tries to catch, catch your attention, to try to wake you up. And he, and you, but, but you have to be so in tune with God that when God sends you the way out, that you automatically wake up and you say, wait a minute, that was God. I know I need to get out of here. Are y'all picking up what I'm putting down? Amen. So, so we we were talking about that, and even even listen, even with married folk, because married folks are tempted now more than ever to step outside their relationship. Matter of fact, they've got they've got websites now that if a person wants to uh, commit adultery, you can just go on this website, and you got people that will hook up with you, knowing that you're married. And so, even in those temptations, God said, even in that, I'll still provide a way for you to escape. Glory to God. And so, so marriage ministry is important. And singles ministries are important. These things are important because the reality is, is that uh, 51% of all marriages are ending in divorce. And that's even in the church. So, that means if I, if I marry two people this weekend, one of those couples are going to wind up getting a divorce. If I marry six, three of them are going to wind up getting a divorce. And that's, and that, those are the statistics that, that are in the church. Why? Because we moved away from God's holy word. We, we've kind of moved further and further and further away from biblical principles. Glory to God. The further you move away from the Bible, the colder your marriage is going to get. So he said in Philippians, okay, so listen, listen. So, so in the book, in the book, um, we, we talked about Christian dating, how, how dating uh, is kingdom business. And the purpose for dating is to find a potential spouse. Let me say that again. The purpose for dating is to find a potential spouse. When you, the moment you find out that they're ignorant, cut the relationship off. See, see many, many of you try to minister through ignorant. Y'all might as well say amen. Come on, we all been guilty. Y'all have had some ignorant boyfriends and girlfriends before. You tried to just love them through it because you felt like you could save them. You felt like you could redeem them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Touch your neighbor and say, you're not Holy Ghost Junior. Come on, touch me and tell him. <laughs> yeah, you're not Holy Ghost Junior. We're trying to save folk. That's the Holy Ghost job. Hey Amen. I got 30 minutes. Let's run through this real quick because I, I got to get all the way to 10. I got to get back to 10. So I, I gave you guys the first rule. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through these really quick. I'm going to give you the rule and I'm going to give you the scripture that's associated with it. Please feel free to take a picture if you, if you need to. Uh, whatever you got to do, or jot down the scripture so you can go back and read it. If, if this is not for you, then it's got to be for somebody that's connected to you. So write it down for a single friend. Amen. So take the teaching, give it to them. Uh, uh, let them get connected to the podcast so they can hear it. Rule number one, there must be physical attraction. There must be physical attraction. In other words, in other words, uh, um, you, 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 you have to connect with people that, that you don't mind looking at for the rest of your life. 
Are y'all hearing what I'm telling you? Don't just like people because they like you. Because, because sometimes you become desperate and you'll just start liking folks. Hallelujah. You 27, he 98. Oh, we, it happening. Oh, it's happening, sweetheart. Don't you fool yourself. Amen. You, you mess around and got desperate. You stop being content. You saw him at the drugstore. There got to be physical attraction. Genesis 29, 11 says, Jacob was attracted to Rachel from the moment he laid eyes on her. So there, there's principles that are found all throughout scripture. So there's got to be physical attraction. Then number two, number two, rule number two is they have to love Jesus. You, listen, um, the, the Bible talks about not being unequally yoked with someone who's a non-believer. So, so if, if you're going to date, if you're a Christian, you're going to date, then that person has to love Jesus. Or they have to be willing to develop an intimate relationship with Jesus if they plan to be in a relationship with you. Amen. Now watch this. Now, just now they, they'll come to church to get you now. I wish I had 13 more days to talk about this. They, they will come to church. They'll sit up in church just as smooth. Oh, you, they'll, they'll even dress the part. They'll dress the part. They'll stand up and you know they don't go to church because they be clapping off beat. Anyway. But, but you, you need to make sure that that person, no, I'm, I'm talking about to the Christians, I'm talking about to the Christians, I'm, because, because listen, because you are about to pair yourself with somebody that, that, that God expects you to spend the rest of your life with. Glory to God. You do not, if you're a Christian, you do not want to marry somebody whose father is the devil. Are y'all hearing me? So because, because I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you the truth because, because you, you'll be all spiritual and you'll be looking at things spiritual. Watch this. When the money gets low, you'll be trying to pray. He'll be trying to go sell some weed. Can I just keep it real in here tonight? Come on, man. I'm, because ain't, ain't know what happened. Yeah, because, because you know what? I, I've seen it happen over and over and over and over and over and over again. I, I used to, I, I, I used to, I used to do marriage counseling for a living. And I've seen it so many times. People get yoked up and, and she's a Christian. Or, and and, then, and then we live in a time now where he's a Christian and she's not. He just married her because she was fine. She was fine, but she wasn't saved. Glory to God. Then when they got, in, they got into an argument, now his windows busted out. And he can't hit her back because he's saved. I'm going to want to hit her, but the Holy Ghost won't let me. <laughs> Glory to God. Make sure you love Jesus. Uh, Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven 37 says, Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Now, listen, if you violate any of these principles that I'm giving you, if you violate any of these principles, you're going to run into some trouble. Amen. Rule number three, rule number three, there must be compatibility and connectivity. You, you have to have some things in common that you have to be, you have to have some things in common, some things that you enjoy mutually. Because what happens is you get together, you, you, the, the relationship becomes physical and then you start to overlook the things. You start overlooking the fact that y'all really don't have anything in common. Y'all don't like doing the same things. You don't like the same shows. He, you like to read and they like to just watch TV. You like, you're an outgoing person. They're a person that like to stay home all the time. And so now you got this weird, you got this weird relationship where y'all can't do anything together. So now he's always with his boys. She's always with her homegirls and y'all can't do anything together because every time y'all come together, you, n- neither one of you can agree on what you want to do. 
This is good teaching. How many of y'all said, Pastor, I wish you to taught this 30 years, 20 years ago? <laughs> Hallelujah. Me too. Amen. <laughs> gotta be, there's got, there's got, listen, you, you, th- th- there has to be something more than sex that connects you together. It's gotta be some, so that, 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 that's why you gotta leave sex out the picture because sex will mess your head up. Sex will mess your head up. Let me say this. Sex will mess your mind up. Glory to God. Y'all trying to, y'all, oh, y'all been saved all y'all life. It confuses everything. And then now, now you're confused because, because now, now you got this soul tie and now you're connected to this person spiritually. And the, watch this. And the twain have become one flesh. And now you're one flesh. And so now spiritually, now your spirit uh, thinks that this person now is your spouse. And so now you got this betrothal that's going on between you two. And so now when y'all come together, your body now wants to be with this person physically. And then you start to overlook all the other things that God wants you to look at during this time that you're dating and now you don't see all those other things you you, you don't watch this watch this it's almost like check this out it's almost like sitting kids down to eat dinner but then feed them chocolate cake before you give them the meal if you give them chocolate cake before you give them the meal, they're not going to even be hungry for what they need to be eating. Glory to God. So in other words, when you give, let me, glory to God, can I say it like this? Look, let me say it like this. When you give up the cookie too early. What a real folks said. Y'all, y'all looking at me, so did it. I, I, all I'm telling you is when you give up the cookie too early, he loses appetite for all the other stuff. and He loses appetite for helping you pay the bills. Loses appetite for helping fix the washing machine and putting air in your car tire. He loses appetite for all that stuff because you gave up the cookie too early. Can I say that in church? I don't even know I can say that in church or not. Glory to God. I founded this church. I can say this in this church if I want to. When you give up the cookie, you lose the appetite for anything else. Glory to God. Oh, yeah, you came on the right night tonight. You came on the right night. But, but there, there's got to be compatibility and connectivity. You got to be connected. Second uh, Corinthians chapter six, verse, uh, verse, verse 14 says, do not be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness? Deuteronomy 22 10 says, you shall not put a, you shall not plow with an ox and a donkey at the same time. Glory to God. You can't put an ox and a donkey on the same yoke because one's ready to work and the other's ready to sit down. You mess around and, and mess around and marry somebody when you are working, you are a go-getter and they're lazy. Watch this. And what happens is because you are a go-getter and whenever something goes lacking in the house, you step up and you make it happen. So you know what's going to happen? He's going to let you make it happen because you always make it happen. And he'll just sit back and let you do it. You sit back and let you do it, and, and you become the problem solver, and now you're stressed out, and now you're in marriage counseling, talking about, you know, he never does anything. Well, because you taught him he didn't have to do anything. Sometimes you gotta let the lights get cut off. I, I, ooh, I wish I had about 13 more days. Sometimes, sometimes, you, sometimes you gotta let it fail so that he can see that that's his responsibility. Why am I beating up on the men? No, no, but because because you, you you need you need you there's some things there's some things you gotta understand. 
And I wish I had time to talk about roles in relationship. That there, there are different roles. That there are roles that, and responsibility that, that, that a man is supposed to have. There are roles and responsibility that a woman is supposed to have. So a man has responsibility. A woman has responsibility. And then they have something they're responsible for together. I'll talk about a little about that in, in, in marriage counseling. Now watch this. And, and for every couple things, it's different. For some couples, the man was one that loves to cook. Glory to God. And, and, and watch this. The woman is the one that cleans the house. Or she cleans the house while he's in there cooking. And, and for some relationship, it's the other way around. So guess what? Y'all got to come together and y'all have to talk and say, listen, these are all the roles. These are all the things that have to be done. In some relationship, the woman enjoys mowing the yard. Y'all just got to sit down and talk about it. Who's going to do what? Okay, you take these, I'll take these, and these are the ones that will work together. Y'all hearing that? That's I'm giving you some good stuff now. I'm good stuff. So watch this. You need to you need to figure out you need to figure out what that person what what they enjoy doing. What what is their strength? What what are they weak at? Are they good at paying bills or doing all, all they bills late all the time? Let me get back on my text. Rule four, rule four. We got to get there. Rule four. I got twenty minutes. Discuss each other's past. You got to figure out some stuff. Now, listen, I I told y'all last week. Now, only discuss each other's past when you feel like the relationship is getting pretty serious. When you're at a point where where you feel like you can almost start talking about marriage, but not yet. When you get to a point, maybe a month or two months or three months, y'all dated for a few months. Maybe you've dated for a year. Talk about about the past before you get to to a year. About three or four months, you ought to be able to. Your ignorant meter should have been off by then. Three or four months, yeah. You can't hide ignorant that long. Y'all, y'all hear what I'm telling you? Then no, you, you're going to be able to see. If you're looking, you're going to be able to see it. See, that's why you date. You date so you can watch, so you can look at them and how they act. Watch this. They may open the door for you, but do they open the door for anybody else walking in behind them? They open the door for you, but do they open the door for their mom? Glory to God. How do, they treat, how do you treat your mom? How do you treat your sister? Watch this. What type of music do you listening to? Do you listen to? Because, because that music is going to have an influence on your life. If the music is influencing your life, then the music influencing your life is going to eventually influence our marriage. What type of shows do you watch on television? I need to, I need to know what you're eating spiritually. Because whatever goes into a man, that's what's going to come out of it. You put junk in, you're going to get junk out. Are y'all hearing what I'm telling you? Glory to God. So you want to make sure that when, you, when you're connecting to somebody, that you're connecting to somebody that's healthy, both mentally and physically and spiritually. Amen? Glory to God. I feel like I'm doing a seminar. Glory to God. Discuss each other's past. You know, home of origin. How was your dad in your life? What was your relationship with your mom? You know, well, what did what did your uncles tell you growing up? You know, well, you know, well, what, well, what type of household did you come from? How many kids do you have? How many kids do you want? How many people have you ever been with? You know, so I, I, we, we got we to sit down and kind of have these conversations. How many kids have been blamed on you? Have you ever had an STD? I, we need to know this. Glory to God. Did you, were you able to get rid of it? It's 2019. It's, it's 20. No, no, it's, it's 20. It is 2019. You have to ask these type of questions. Have you ever had some? Have it, has it ever burned when you went to PP?
got to ask these questions. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell you. How, how, how do I know? Watch this, watch this. Y'all, some of y'all are looking at me funny, but here's what you don't know. Here's what you don't know. You, you don't know that every year, 10 million, 10 million new Americans, or 10 million Americans catch a brand new STD every year in the United States. That's what you don't know. Well, what you don't know, while you're looking at me funny, what you don't know is that every three seconds in the U.S., another, another teenager, or, or teenage, when they call teenagers, that they're talking about from the age 13 to age 25, every three seconds, another person between the age 13 and 25 catches an STD. Three, two, one. Another STD just got caught. Three, two, one. Another STD just got caught. Three, two, one. One, see, that's what you don't know. And you don't realize that there's an epidemic that's happening out there. So you got to ask these questions. Your life depends on it. I'm just trying to help you. I'm, I'm trying to help you. you what, what you don't know, what you don't know is that, is that every year, 2,700 teenage girls get pregnant every year and become single parents. And half of them wind up having to drop out of school because nobody told them what I'm telling you guys today. Nobody told them. No, well, here's what you don't know. What you don't know is that even if the guy's wearing a condom, there are three diseases that you can still catch from skin-to-skin contact. That's what you don't know. What you don't know is that if you get HIV, what you don't know is that you got to now take some pills. And there was a time people would take up to 40 pills a day when you catch this. That's what you don't know. This is serious. Dating is kingdom business. This is your life we're talking about. I'm trying to save your life. Because there's some people out there, man, they just don't care. They just don't care. I'm trying, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to help save your life. I hope y'all hear my heart. I, I know I say things and sound, tonight sounds kind of rough and, and that's okay. But you need to know I'm trying to save your life. I'm trying to save, I'm trying to help you. So, so, so you know what that means? That means if I have to say some stuff kind of rough, that's okay. Just as long as you hear what I said. Because I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to save your life. I don't want you to get caught up. I don't want you to get caught up in some stuff that you can't get out of. Because watch this. Some things are real easy to get into, but they're real hard to get out of. Real hard to get out of. Number, number five, rule number five, discuss children. Discuss children. Y'all need to know. Let's discuss children. Let's talk about how we're going to raise the children. Let's talk about discipline. How do you discipline kids? This is how I discipline. How will you discipline growing up? We need to talk about that. We need to, you know, you might want one kid and she might want seven. That's a problem. Amen. No, no, that's, that's a problem. Do, do they have kids outside the relationship? Because now you got somebody else's kids coming into your house. Y'all got to discuss all of that. Do you even like their kids? I got 14 minutes. Good God Almighty. Talk about money. Number six, talk about money. Finances. Psalms 37, 21 says, The wicked borrow and does not repay, but the righteous show mercy and gives. So we got to talk about finance. We got to talk about the credit. What, what's up? Well, let's, let's look at this money thing. Uh, um, number eight. No, no, no. That was number six. Number six. No, number seven. Is that where we stopped at? Number seven? Okay, number seven. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. 14 minutes. Number seven. Number seven. Pace yourself and slow down. Pace yourself and slow down. First Corinthians chapter 13 verse 4 says love is patient. So take your time. Now it's time to investigate that person. Time to investigate their life. Look, go find all their social media pages. Look through all of them. Glory to God. It's time to investigate. So just slow down. Don't get in a hurry. Don't get in there. Don't be breathing on each other. Slow down. Slow down. You're going too fast. Slow down. Slow down. You're moving the relationship too fast. 
Y'all are, are touching in inappropriate ways. You're moving too fast. Don't have to slow. And guess what? If you've gone too far, it's never, it's never too late to bag up. Never too late to bag up. Never too late to bag up and say, wait a minute. We, we, we've been kind of we've been kind of doing some, you know, risky stuff, so we need to just bag up. So bag up and slow down. Rule number seven is pace yourself and slow down. Here is rule number eight. Rule number eight, this is where I left off last week. Rule number eight is very simple. Either engage or disengage. Either engage. Or disengage. You've been you've been dating for a year, year and a half, you've been dating for two years. What are you waiting on? No, what are you waiting on? If you don't know if that's the one in a year or two, then that's not the one. If you're still wondering two years, well, I don't know about them. It's just something about them. They're a sweet person, but it's just something. Listen, you either engage or disengage. When, when you recognize that that person is not the one, when you realize it, you know what you say? You say, look, you know, but listen, this, this is just not working for me anymore. They're going to get mad. Yeah, you're feeling, yeah, you're feeling kind of into it. But guess what? You know what? You, 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 you get over it. Before you, before you mess around there and waste all of these wonderful years be connected to somebody that's not a part of your future. That person is not a part of your purpose. They are not connected to your destiny. Watch this. You just like them because they're filling a void in your life. Listen, check this out. Friends and family were designed to cure loneliness. Not a boo thing. You either engage or disengage. Listen, let's talk about this ring. If, if you get to that point, you're, you're dating for a year, two years, you know, y'all really like each other. You see that I can, I believe I can spend the rest of my life with this person. Now let's talk about engagement. Because one, one or two things going to happen. <laughs> either, yeah, that's right. They're going to fight or flight. No, when, when, when you start talking about engagement, see, now, now things getting serious. Now, you letting that person know, listen, if you're not in this for marriage, if you're not in it for the long haul, then you got to, you, you, you're dealing with the wrong person. Dating is not just for kicking it. Dating is not just to have somebody to hang out with. You date to find a potential spouse. When you realize that this person is no is not connected to your purpose and to your destiny, you disengage. Thank y'all for the claps. I really appreciate that. Here's what we do in our culture. We'll keep this one until we find. And there's a period of time where you got two booze at the same time. Ooh-wee, y'all heard that? So, so we're just going to keep this one. And, you know, we'll just, you know, and then what happens is, what happens is when your affection starts to turn, you start treating this one kind of cold. You start hurting this one's feelings. I'm just going to sit that right there.
and you realize that's not the right one, disengage. Listen, this is not working. You know, I just believe that God has a new, another plan for my life. Um, I really appreciate you, and I really appreciate you've been a really nice person. Really appreciate all the wonderful things that you've you've done for me. Um, but but as of as of you know seven o'clock tonight, um, we we're, we're no longer a thing. We're no longer an item. Yeah, we're no longer boyfriend and girlfriend. We were no longer that. But what you mean? Well, I bought you dinner, and I said thank you. You gave me something, I gave you something. All I'm telling you is make your mind up. Are we doing this or are we not? You make, make your mind up. Either, either, either that person is designed to be your husband. You know what? When, when, I, when I, Trina and I dated, we dated for a year, about, about one year. We dated one year. After that one year, I knew that girl was supposed to be my wife. We didn't have to wait no three and four years. What you waiting that long for? You, you, you're getting too emotionally involved in it. What you waiting that long for? You either engage or disengage. It's simple. Because you know what? We, we've been dating to see if we, will work, if we work together, we, if this will work out, and it just don't work for me. And that's okay. Listen, let me say this. Stop being scared to hurt people's feelings. Hurt feelings is good for some people. Thank you. I got three claps and four. I got four, five, six. Because, because watch this. Watch this. Now, I wish I had three, three more days. Listen, but because what happens is, what happens is now you're in a pity relationship. Now you're just pitying the person. And now you're just around them because you're sorry for them and you don't want to hurt their feelings. And they coming to you. Watch this. And God opened the door. They came to you and said, babe, I know something wrong. Tell, tell me what's on your mind. And you like, oh, it ain't nothing. Yes, it is. You don't like them no more. You say, they asking you to tell them. Oh, nothing. No, it's okay. It'll be all right. No, it won't. They getting on your nerves. They still clipping their toenails on your coffee table. It's driving you crazy. You coming back seeing them big old chips on your doggone coffee table and it's dry and you trying to act like it's all good. It's not all good. You got to go, cuz. I wish I had. Can I have another day? First King chapter 18, verse 21. I only got two more to go. First King, first, first King chapter 18, verse 21. Elijah challenged, challenged the people. Watch this. He challenged the people and he said, how long are you going to sit on the fence? How long are you going to sit on the fence? That's what he said. If God is the real God, follow him. If Baal, follow him. But make up your mind. Make up your mind. Are we doing this or are we not doing this? Are we, are we moving this to marriage phase? Are we moving this to an engagement phase? If we can't move, if we're not moving this to engagement phase, I've got to disengage. Because I'm not dating to just have somebody to hang out with. I'm not dating for just this emotional attachment. I'm dating because, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find somebody who's going to be connected to me for the rest of my life. And y'all picking up what I'm putting down. I hope y'all getting this. This is a good teaching tonight, y'all. 
Amen. And Gary's just again, rule number nine, rule number nine, rule number nine. Here we go. Rule number nine, rule number nine. Well, once, once you get to that phase where you realize, okay, we're engaged, before you get married, go get you some counseling. I said, before you get married, go get you some counseling. Get you some premarital counseling. Go, go find somebody who, listen, listen, I, I know, I know you, you, you like his grandmama, but his grandmama partial to him. Hallelujah. So grandma's going to be telling you what you should be doing as the wife, and she might not say anything to him. So you need to find somebody, somebody that, that's non-biased. Somebody who loves both of you guys equally, who don't know very much about either of you or either of your past. You have to find somebody, and you have to go, and you get that counseling. So as you're discussing that, um, find somebody non-biased or even somebody who can give you a non-biased professional opinion. But you have to go get counseling. Go sit down. I know. Watch this. You knew how to be a good boyfriend. You knew how to be a good girlfriend, but you don't know how to be a good wife. And you don't know how to be a good husband. And because in, in many regards, we never saw that pattern in front of us. We never saw um, a godly husband operating in front. Most people didn't see that. Most people didn't see a godly wife op- op- patterned in front of us. Some of you guys are fortunate enough and you had that. But for many of you who are like me, I never saw that. So I didn't know how to be a husband. At least not a good husband. Not a God-fearing husband. I didn't know. My wife didn't know how to be a God-fearing wife. Because she, she, didn't, she didn't see God-fearing, God-fearing parents. She had parents, but not God-fearing parents in front of her. We didn't see that pattern. And we didn't know. We didn't know to go get counseling. Now, some of you men, I know y'all are macho. I know y'all got the world figured out. But you're not as smart as you think you are. Glory to God. You're not as smart as you think you are. Trust me. When you get married, you're going to be for the rest of your life trying to figure that woman out. You're going to be in your grave trying to I still don't know what's going on with that woman. <laughs> still trying to figure out. Like, I'm joking. All the married men, don't say a word. Just look straight in my eyes. I see you, cuz. You got to get some counseling. You got to figure, you got to figure this stuff out. Because, because both of you, and just when you think you got them figured out, they had another birthday and changed again. I got three minutes. <laughs> Proverbs, Proverbs 15, 22. Proverbs 15, 22 says, refuse good advice and watch your plans fail. Take good counsel and watch them succeed. Proverbs eleven fourteen says, without good direction, people lose their way. The more wise counsel you follow, the better your chances. Very simple. Proverbs 15, 22 and Proverbs eleven fourteen. So get you some counsel. That's important. Go sit down. I, you, I know you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, we just have the best relationship. We get along so well. Wait till about year number five, honey. <laughs> Somebody said four. <laughs> it's four, Pastor. It was four. <laughs> Pastor, we didn't make it to five. It was four, cuz. <laughs> Somebody said, no, it was two, it was two for us. <laughs> Jesus, I need another day. Rule number 10. Rule number 10. I'm not even going to get to this. I, I had 10 demandments for y'all tonight. I was going to give y'all 10 demandments. I don't have time to give it. Uh, 10 demandments. I said it right. Yeah, 10 demandments. I'm going to give y'all 10 demandments. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that next week. 10 demandments. Um, we, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that another time. Um, rule number 10. Rule number 10. Rule number 10. 
Simply don't touch. <laughs> don't touch. So Stalin said, thank God we married. <laughs> All the married folks in the house said, amen. Amen. Don't touch. I got 34 more seconds. I can be quiet the whole time. <laughs> because you need to know that there, there is a touch that stimulates sexually. Don't be picking men off his shoulder. <laughs> they point to the clock. They said, Pastor, your time up. <laughs> All the singles are pointing to the clock. All the singles in the back said, Pastor. <laughs> All the singles in the back point at the clock. Said, Pastor, your time up. <laughs> Can I come back and finish this next week, y'all? I, I got to deal with this. I, I got to deal with it. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll tell you why. N next week. You got to come back next week. Next week, Lord Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'll, I'll tell you why. Next week. So y'all got to come back next week. And, and I, I'll, 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 I'll labor on this don't touch thing. Now just don't think that you can touch until you get back next week. <laughs> so, well, he didn't tell us why. <laughs> he never said why. <laughs> so, so, so y'all, y'all come back, come back next week, so we can hear the conclusion of this whole don't touch thing. Yeah, I want y'all to come back so you can hear it. Amen. Will y'all give the Lord some praise? I, I'll stop right there. Y'all come back. <laughs>